Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. latest in the NBA, a possible boycott following the shooting of Jacob Blake. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Bobby Manning and Jimmy Toscano. We all have seen what happened in Wisconsin over the past few days. An officer-involved shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake. And in the wake of that, more riots, more protests, and NBA players, including Toronto Raptors, Fred Van Vliet has suggested a possible boycott because clearly this is the entire message that the NBA is trying to send is to end these racial injustices around our nation and things like this just keep happening. Your thoughts on the potential boycott that has now also been backed by the Boston Celtics. I'll bring it back to Kyrie Irving first because our good friend Kyrie Irving, and I know we like to have fun with him and all that stuff, the basketball mm-hmm. of it. But when it came to the real life implications of going down to Orlando, when everyone was concerned about this, he was the one in the players union as vice president who stepped up and said, this could overshadow the issues. And that directly led to all this campaigning and everything else that we see around the games, which is great. It's a step in the right direction, but I think myself and others feel that's a little superficial And now that we see this go on and change not actually come three months into the George Floyd protest as it turns tomorrow, it's not stunning to see players second-guessing why they came in the first place. And now Fred Van Fleet has this idea, and I know he got deeper into it, that if they were outside the bubble, organizations could be focusing on putting pressure on the, you know, district attorneys in their cities and municipalities. I know you directly talked about the Milwaukee Bucks could be doing something right now since this happened in Wisconsin. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I get the gist that something will happen here. I don't know if they'll delay the games or, you know, have a deeper discussion about this before they get into it, but the players are understandably emotional and someone's going to have to make a decision here because this is a seminal moment in the country for the league, for everybody. Yeah, I think I think the word superficial might be a little a little harsh. Um, it's I, I, very I corporate. That, you know what I mean? Like it's it's uh, all sure, ads. I mean, it's all Nike. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just it's a feel good. Yeah, it's right. I mean, I, but what is it doing? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I I think it, it's a I think that it's a start. I think that the the leagues are certainly doing everything they can. The NBA is doing everything it can to to you know keep this in the forefront of of the game and not just it's not just basketball right I mean I don't think Fred Van Fleet really has a platform to speak today if if he's not in the bubble so while I understand where he's coming from he wishes he could be out there 
you know, on the front lines and doing something about this, I think that he's one of the players that gets to speak on it. And I think there's a lot of players that obviously will continue to speak on it and it won't just fall on deaf ears. Um, I, I do think that obviously, you know, it's extremely unfortunate what happened, but I don't think anyone thought that you'd never see something happen again. And, and, you know, the rest of mankind, yeah. I think that, you know, you know, these, these basketball players are taking massive steps forward. Um, even leading up to the bubble, we saw guys like Jalen Brown marching and uh, countless other players joining. And I still think that that's going to happen. I, I see where they're coming from. They probably feel like they're trapped, right? They're, they're helpless in this situation, but I also feel like they can still do a lot, whether it's, um, you know, with their, with their voice or with their actions. And now that's what they're talking about is potentially boycotting a game here. What sucks is that we're even that we have to talk about this because it's just, it's a, it's a harsh reality and it is bigger than basketball. And it's easy for fans to just want to talk about basketball. But when all this is going on, that's, these players are people. These that's players the are problem. People and, and this is, this is on us, the media too, as, as we watch these press conferences, and this was my biggest fear, too, going in. It was all going to become basketball. Is Brett Brown going to be fired? Yeah. Uh, 76ers Celtics rivalry. Who's the MVP? All that stuff was going to jump in front when it came to the pressers, when it came to the conversations that were had after these mm -hmm. games. Now, there were people out there definitely asking questions about this, but I think the basketball storylines took a front seat once it actually got going and into the playoffs and all of that. And what's disappointing is that it seems like the message isn't reaching – the people that it needs to reach the most, right? Yep. People like us and people who are receptive to what the NBA is trying to do aren't necessarily the direct uh, cause of things like what happened to, to Jacob Blake. So what can the NBA players do to try and reach that larger audience to actually make a change? And when it comes down to it, they can't do much from the bubble. And, that, and that's the honest truth. But... I think uh, Jalen Brown and what he's doing and his eloquent statements today in the press conference about that, I think that they're just put in a really tough position where they're super passionate about basketball. They're super passionate about racial justice. And there's really nothing. They have to choose one right now, and they can't do both because of coronavirus, which is really, really tough. And clearly one is more important than the other, but you've kind of started this whole thing and are you going to shut it down so that players can do what they really want to be doing? There's not really a right answer here. How do they proceed? How should they proceed? There's no right or wrong, and it's a really tough position that these players and coaches are currently put in. J Jimmy brings up a good point that this isn't going to change overnight, and nothing that they do this month, this year, is going to change these uh, issues that mm -hmm. go back to the 1600s, of course. What they can do right now and what I think, players want to do is be on the streets as Jalen Brown was as many others have across the country Malcolm Brogdon was down there with them and there are of course now 22 teams that are outside the bubble now that we boil down the semifinals here uh, but what what they can do and now that you have people in the streets again protesting and they haven't stopped protesting since George Floyd is use their status to protect people in the street from arrest, from these curfews, from just the crackdowns that have happened out there in the streets against normal people. If, you know, Joe Schmo gets whacked by a baton and arrested for protesting, it won't get coverage. But if Jalen Brown's out there and they try to crack down on that protest, it's going to be a very different kind of coverage. Sure. Yes. And I, I think, I think as, as much as maybe they wish that they could be out there, I, I still think that they can get their message across and be leaders from behind the camera 
or from their social media accounts or, you know, I, I know it's 2020. I mean, there's plenty of ways for them to continue to feel a part of the movement without necessarily being there or in a specific area, right? And like, you, you know, you made a good point. There's way more NBA players out of the bubble that are than there are in the bubble. So really those players need to work together. They need to communicate. They need to to work as one, at, you know, to, to do whatever they can to get messages to a higher audience. But as these games, you know, as these teams dwindle down, the games become more important. The messages maybe are heard a lot louder. Maybe networks can do a little bit more during the games or between games, after games, whatever it may be, to keep reminding people that, hey, like this is a basketball game, but by the way, there's a lot more going on right now that we just want to remind you of. And honestly, like I've been watching basketball and sure, we'll talk about the game, but I'm not by any means forgetting what's going on in the real world. And I would hope that a lot of people feel the same way. And I think that a lot of people feel the same way because people that I talk to, my friends, like they understand that this is a distraction, but it's not to the point where they are ignoring really what's going on in the world. Well, if you want to hear the Boston Celtics comment on the possible NBA boycott, you can hear from Brad Stevens, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Find all yeah, of those. Go watch Jalen. You have to watch Jalen today. Really, really powerful stuff. You can find it on our website at clnsmedia.com as well as on our YouTube channel at CLNS Media. Sports are back, and when you are in the heat of competition in the NBA playoffs, you don't want anything slowing you down, even if it's some moisture down below, you want to clear out your lawn, well, Manscaped has found a new way to do that. That's the Lawnmower 3.0, the best hygiene tool for the modern man. If you're like me, you like to keep it trimmed down low when you're in the heat of the competition, just for comfort. Or you got a big date, got anything that you could possibly need to trim your bush for go with the lawnmower 3.0 can even get the perfect package which comes with all kinds of grooming necessities as i said for the modern man so you get 20 percent off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com use the code maxwell20 that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code maxwell20 take your grooming game to the next level with manscaped this one's gonna be fun right this this is Let's a go. true test for the celtics who really just cruised past the sixers and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's I'm probably a good thing because they were able to build some chemistry kemba walker's playing great jason tatum's hit his stride through some foul trouble in that series what are you looking forward to the most and what are the matchups that you're looking forward to in this upcoming series bobby the big one's gonna be kemba walker kyle lowry you mentioned kyle lowry coming into this with an ankle sprain a much less severe one than we saw with gordon hayward but lowry is a guy who has gone so underrated in this league brad stevens talked about it today he thinks he's among one of the most underrated point guards in all of basketball and I think you can still consider him a top five guy who can grind defensively has size and is capable of giving you 30 points on the offensive end now Kemba Walker is killing it right now shot over 50 percent in the series against the 76ers got his three-point shot going in game four he's healthy he's rolling 
But Lowry's a guy who can defend him, who can put a body on him, who can make it tough where the 76ers were just giving him those shots around the screens. This series defensively is going to be a whole new ball game for the Celtics. Raptors play some zone. They do some drop. They'll hedge the screen sometimes. They're always switching up how they play defense, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on Kemba. You just gave that entire answer. You never mentioned Jason Tatum's name once. You never I, mentioned. I, I left Jaylen it for Brown's you. I left you a full play. You never mentioned one A and one B. That's no disrespect to Kemba. I think he's one C. I mean, he's a three-headed monster. My 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 three keys to this game or this series: blood, sweat, and tears. It's gonna be nasty. The, it's gonna be nasty. Is it gonna be playoff play basketball? Should be. I don't know what we just watched between Celtics and Sixers. <laughs> I mean, the only tears were coming from Sixers fans because that was just a pathetic display. Of effort. We watched the demise of a franchise. We watched the process of elimination, Ooh. folks. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to be different. <laughs> this, this is going to be a lot different. And I, I, I've been saying all year that the Raptors, especially since we restarted the season, that the Raptors are a problem. Now, the Celtics kind of dismantled them when they returned to play here. And that gave me a little bit of more confidence in the Celtics. But not only that, the way the Celtics just dismantled the Sixers – I'm really, really liking the Celtics. And the one thing I've criticized the Celtics for is they don't have a lot of depth. But what their starting guys have shown me, even without Hayward, who, if they do get past the Raptors, sounds like he might be back for Eastern Conference Finals. Even without Hayward, slide Marcus Smart in there. Their starters are the best starting unit, I think, in the NBA, just from one to five. And, like, I'm not not going to bet against them right now. I'm just – I really – I'm liking the, the stride they're in. Sierra, to answer your question, it's a good thing that they swept the Sixers. It's not a bad thing. Um, they're just clicking on all cylinders right now. So I expect them to pick up where they left off, and they don't have to travel to Toronto and play in that really tough That's That's tough huge. Environment. Yep. That's huge. And uh, I'll, I'll also throw in no Gordon Hayward. That's going to be a vital yeah. difference from the wind in yeah, the bubble. Um, true, and- true. They had nothing to play for. It was 3-1 and one during the year two. Siakam missed two of those games. So it's hard to go back on what's happened to this point. I'm worried about this one. I'm a little more worried than you because I think they match up defensively. Well, I'm not, I don't want to sound well, cocky. They, well, they're like the number two in I the league. I do respect the Raptors. I do respect the Raptors. I mean, I oh. As champions. I Remember, they're champions. Right. They are. They are right. the champions. But in a series that, Jimmy, you said is going to be about blood, sweat, and tears, the one guy everyone would want on their team in a series like that is – Marcus Smart. Marcus He's going to be a, a big so game, game changer. He was uh, throughout that Philly series. You know, if if there's any bad blood between teams or players, Marcus Smart is right in the middle of it. <laughs> so I guarantee he'll be right in the middle of any sort of defensive battle that this series has in store. Time for predictions. It's uh, going to be a tough okay. one. It's not going to be a Celtics sweep. I'll tell you that. Bobby, we'll start with you. Oh, I've been dreading this moment for a few days. I have to lean Raptors in seven. Traitor! I have to. Without Gordon Hayward out there, I think that can be a shifting moment in this series. Now, if I watch game one and Kyle Lowry is looking on the mend and awful, I might have to change them. But going into it, seeing that Lowry's ankle is probably just a grade one and he's able to play through it, I'm going to lean their way. But I don't feel great about it. I'm operating that that Lowry is going to be healthy, right? I mean, I, I, it doesn't sound like it's too serious. Um, Lowry smart. Lowry smart's a crazy matchup. I know we're running out of time here. I'm taking the Celtics. I just like I have no. I based on what I've seen against the Sixers, I know they were Sixers. They're clicking on all cylinders. They're buying in. They love to play with each other. The efforts there. 
Jason Tatum is on freaking fire. How about the benches? See, that's what I think. I, I think the Celtics starters are going to carry the bench. I think the benches just Celtics have to be good enough. how many, enough. though? The, um, well, the, I'm going to say seven. I think it's, it's going to go be a distance. seven. Celt yeah. Celtics and seven. Maybe Celtics and six. Um, yeah, I was going to go on a limb here and say Celtics and six and just – Okay, Ooh. I like that. Better the than Raptors fans, if you've seen the Raptors fans in the comments here, they're coming Oh, for you. I know. They're going to come for us. I love it. I respect the Raptors. I respect them. Drop but all I, I your series predictions. Raptors fans have to – Go ahead, have to Raptors fans have to respect the Celtics, just like Celtics fans have to respect the Raptors. Because both teams – I think both teams can beat the Bucks. How about that? The Bucks oh. might lose round two. We'll see. We'll see right. who's facing the Bucks if they true. survive to the Eastern Conference Finals. Drop all your series predictions in the comments below, and for all of our Celtics coverage leading up to this playoff matchup and during, you can find it on our website at clnsmedia.com and on our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access.